This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date. Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Looking to bet smarter? Then VEASAN has the perfect holiday gift for you. Sign up on our holiday special today and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through May 1st for only $79. Sign up today get unlimited access to daily best bets, exclusive betting splits, premium analysis, 24-7 video, plus all our betting guides and best bets for all college bowl games, the Super Bowl, and March Madness. Don't miss out on this limited-time holiday offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe to sign up on our holiday special now. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. One other thing I didn't mention from uh, last night's game. Did you catch the part where it was a fourth and two and Seattle decided to punt and uh, Joe Buck roasted Drew Locke. He was like, analytics say this is a go-for-it situation. Two yards or less, but that doesn't factor in Drew Locke. <laughs> Surly from <laughs> Joe Buck. Well, Drew Locke with the moment of his life yesterday. That drive, that's got to be that's got to be worth a contract in the future from another team, if not Seattle. I don't know what his contract is. I don't know if it comes up at the end of the season. But as like a that's, starter? No, even as a backup. I'm just saying that was yeah, like, he, that's enough to make someone think, well, Drew Locke's out there. I, yes, he's that dude's not done. Yeah. For, for as many bad quarterbacks as there are floating yeah. around in the NFL, yeah, he, he'll get a, he'll get a shot somewhere. Good for him, and he was super. I mean, I've I've taken shots at Drew Locke before on the show. He was super great about it after the game. He got emotional. It was awesome. Good for him. I like I like with those guys. Like he was pumped up after that. He was. like good, like that's okay. It's okay to be like that. Sometimes we treat these athletes like it's no. Yeah. You know, he treat did the, it like your business. He Come did the on. Marco Scudero thing where he uh, took the raindrops in as well. Uh, Drew Dinsick joins us. He knows nothing about rain because he lives in the LBC. Uh, he's also the host of not one but two podcasts, The Deep Dive with Andy Molitor, and, of course, NBC Sports Bet the Edge. You could follow him on Twitter at whale underscore capper. How you doing, Drew? 
I'm doing well. And uh, yeah, I think uh, James Bradbury and Matt Patricia, they're going to try to get contracts for Tommy DeVito, uh, maybe Clayton Toon. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, yeah, we're going to we're going to get everybody paid. Uh, you know, we're, we're, you thought this was a down year for quarterbacks. Matt Patricia says uh, 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 <laughs> we can make some of these guys look good. And Patricia was brought in as the help, right? You know, to, to make this better. I, yeah, I don't know what's going on in Philly. There's a lot of bad, uh, bad juju coming out of that building. Well, let's let's start with them. Because, you know, as recently as three weeks ago, the narrative on the on the Eagles was, well, you know, they just figure out a way to win, right? No matter what's thrown at them, whether it was the Buffalo game, whether it was the Washington, both Washington games, the first Dallas game, games they probably should not have won, quite frankly. Um, at least three of those four, they should not have won. And yet they figured out a way. So it was this narrative, it was this non-analytical you know, mainstream media narrative about this team just figures out. Well, it was a six-game gauntlet, and although they got through the first three, they got banged in all the other three. And they're they're now 10-4. and four. Um, They'll still make the postseason, maybe even win the NFC East. But what about what you just said? Do you view them as a legit threat in the postseason? Yeah, so they kind of fall into a box that a couple of other teams fell into this year. Um, most notably, like I would say the Bills just can pick them out because we talked about that. I feel like five weeks in a row, like they had st- basically structural deficiencies on defense due to injury. Um, they have a lack of talent in secondary in general. Um, they're starting players like um, uh, Bradley Roby uh, and uh, Kylie Ringo uh, now at corner. Uh, and Roby for sure is like, you know, he's grading as one of the worst cornerbacks out you know, going. Um, and at the linebacker level, you know, it was pretty clear. And I think the research was correct that off ball linebackers just aren't as valuable uh, as pass rushers uh, aren't as valuable relatively as guys who are, you know, kind of key and run fit. Um, but the, nature of the way the defense has kind of fallen apart the way the way defense has changed structurally combined with the way that you know it falls apart when you lose uh, some key guys at that level uh, it was clear for buffalo in the middle of the season and it's clear for philly now like the defense is grading at 30 30th to 32nd, depending on how you feel about some of these other teams that are, you know, not playing very well. And that's crazy because this is still a really, really talented front four. Uh, it's still a really, you know, they still really deep in the, uh, in the trenches and for there to be so little resistance uh, defensively on the back end is concerning. Now, what you saw with Buffalo was the replacement level guys, the more reps they got, the better, you know, the, the, the things did improve. The problem for the Eagles is they made a decision. It seems that Shaq Leonard or, you know, it was going to be the guy to try to fix things in the middle. And I don't know if you've seen the clips of him from last night, but mm-hmm. my goodness gracious, he does not look like he belongs on a football field. Well, and I, mean, I mean, think what, yeah. think how, how badly he had to have deteriorated for the Colts to have let him go in the first place. Right. Sure. A legacy player like that. Sure. And, uh, you know, if, if, if that, if, if he does not come around in time for playoff football, then your defense is in super, uh, you know, it's a dire straits. And so I'm a a little bit at a crossroads about how to kind of view the Eagles from a futures perspective right now. Like the three losses were well-earned, uh, certainly the Niners and the Cowboys loss Seattle's, you know, if you looked at the schedule preseason, you circled that Seattle game and you were like, Oh my God, this Uh is like one of the worst schedule spots that any team has all year. 
Uh, they got to go on the road in primetime to Seattle after playing Dallas and at the end of this gauntlet. Like, you know, so I, I don't think you can, you know, make a, a, a larger statement than just they were unlucky. Their quarterback was sick and their defense got cooked when they just needed one stop. Uh, and I think the Giants Cardinals Giants is about as soft a finish as any team has over three games. And I think that uh, ultimately they probably still, you know, have uh, some hope that uh, they can win, you know, go on a run and win an NFC. Uh, the question is just going to be, how is the market pricing them? And is there going to be a turning point for this defense where all of a sudden, uh, you know, they are not uh, as haveable in the uh, second level? Because, you know, if you have a, a healthy set of wide receivers and there's a lot of teams in the mix right now for an NFC, particularly Dallas and San Francisco that have a healthy um, set of wide receivers, then they're going to really make you hurt in that secondary. And then at that point, you're, you're, you're game state's more fragile. You just, you have to play keep away. You have to have 10 minute drives that take, you know, the entire fourth quarter and, and, uh, you know, kind of secure wins. And while they're capable of doing that, uh, a lot of their championship equity was everyone's going to have to come through the link. Well, that's not the case anymore. Uh, and then, uh, you know, the, um, you know, the offense hasn't necessarily taken a step forward this year, although they still do have, you know, the most, uh, kind of unique and dynamic play in football with the tush push, like the fact that they are unstoppable on short yardage is still valuable and it still makes them, you know, a, a, a notable offense. But, um, yeah, there's, uh, there are concerns about the way that, you know, kind of the locker room is certainly treating this losing streak. Uh, I didn't love, you know, a ton of the leadership comments that came out. Uh, and you got a lot of guys who are, you know, pretty, uh, yeah, I don't know, young, but entitled, uh, on that defense, which is maybe a problem as well. But, uh, yeah, certainly the, um, the, the offense is really where they're going to have to get it done if they want to make another run this year. And the fact that they're relatively healthy matters, uh, but, uh, still is, uh, it's still a pretty fragile situation, I'd say. Let me ask this another way through through a more specific betting prism, which is the other implication of, of the Eagles' loss last night is that now the Niners need to win just two of their remaining three games to get the number one seed. Uh, it doesn't matter which two games because they have both conference record. They have a head-to-head -head sweep of both the Cowboys and and the, uh, the Eagles specifically. Um, it, are you to the point where you are so high on the Niners, maybe you're not, where you would advise people at this point, hey, you should be betting Niners exactas, or, or not even exactas, but maybe Niners versus um, multiple opponents in the AFC. Are you that confident that they are head and shoulders above the fray in the NFC? Um, it's close. <laughs> uh, because I, think I the am. Niners, I am. That's I, why I ask. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I think... Um, as you know, uh, it's still all about price and yep. what are they like? Pick them the shorter than pick them. Like you're not, you're not running, you're not robbing a bank. <laughs> you're not robbing a bank here. Like this isn't uh, an especially outstanding way to, uh, to capitalize equity. I, I, I ultimately think, um, they are going to be your NFC championship you know, winner, like that's not a crazy take whatsoever. Um, but you know, I think teams like the Rams seems like the bucks probably are coming on at the right time, uh, and have offenses that can at least go score for score with you. And I think the Niners defense is going to be truly tested. Um, you know, as we set up this uh, particular matchup this week on Christmas against the, the Ravens, uh, I mean, the team, the implied team totals here sure certainly have much more respect for the Niners defense than I do right now. Like this Niners defense is definitely has some cracks. And I think uh, ultimately with the health questions and as you kind of laid out the 
fact that there is a little bit less pressure right now to force some of these guys out there to get these wins. Like we might not see uh, Eric Armstead or uh, Javon Hargrave for a little while. And I think that's fine for them in the long run. But um, all of a sudden, if you're, you know, counting on, uh, you know, second level guys stepping up and being starters on your D line against a good, healthy offensive line for the Ravens and, uh, you know, a dynamic quarterback who's elusiveness is proving to be, um, you know, a problem for every team he faces, then uh, I think the Niners defense could get a little bit exposed here now in a playoff setting and off of, you know, with the buy, um, you know, they should be pretty prohibitive favorites to win the uh, NFC. But uh, I think price pretty clearly reflects that. And, uh, um, you know, I don't think this is uh, lock city. So, so to speak, um, by the way, for those wondering, has Kyle Shanahan ever been in a position where we know in these final three games if he would take a game off? The answer is we don't really know. 2019 would be the only year where the Niners ended up with a number one seed. But in that year, both the Packers and the Saints had the same record going into it, so they had to play. So we don't know. We've never seen a Kyle Shanahan-led team in this position before to know that. Drew Densick's Week 16 thoughts. His bets next. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of and those. Then never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. 
Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. numbers game live from bar canada the d here downtown las vegas gil alexander kelly bidlin here as well kelly and i decided and by the way by kelly and i decided in this case i mean kelly decided that uh it'd be a good thing to go look back on our pre-flop nfl futures play season long bets not just futures but yeah. also awards bets and also the bets we've made as the season has progressed that are all season long bets and see What's won, what's not going to win, what looks good, what doesn't look good. <laughs> what's laughable at this point. You know, yeah, all you that You know, stuff. like, for instance, <laughs> me betting Talua Tagovailoa to win a Heisman some years ago, and then he went out and threw three picks in the first half what of the next game. What an night of primetime action. You, you, you are, <laughs> I feel like I could count on one hand how many times where, you, like, you have made such a compelling case to me. Yes. And I was like... Hook, line, and sinker. I am in with you, Gil. <laughs> and this is before a random Maryland football game on what, like a Thursday, Thursday night, night, right? Football. And I hadn't thought once about this. You built up this great case before the game, and I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. I am absolutely in. Let's go. And was it three INTs in the first <laughs> three half? Three INTs in the first half. <laughs> I don't think we got out of well, the show. That one goes. <laughs> Now, we've made a lot of great bets through the years here on this show. We don't need to run through them, but it's fun to laugh about the ones where we just absolutely no. truly suck on. This this football season, this NFL season, as a collective, I'm kind of pumped with what I've done here, Kelly. Uh, this is from before the season. Let's start with my bets before the season. The Giants alternate regular season win total to the under, 6.5 at plus 185. This looked like uh, the greatest bet of all time that was going to just absolutely be a laugher win. The Giants have made it interesting. I'm still a big favorite to win this, but that's a plus 185 alt season win total under. And again, this is just a PSA before NFL seasons, before any sports season, but particularly before NFL seasons. Alt season win totals, alternate season win totals is the market that I would argue is the most mispriced. Yep. The notion, Drew Dinsick did a great job of this when he came on. He was the first person to sort of articulate this on our show. The notion that those would be priced correctly is a fallacy. And so Giants alternate low uh, regular season win total under six and a half at plus 185 looking good. Looking very good. The Giants would have to win two of their last three for me to get beat on that. This one was not as good. Commander's alternate high. Nope, that's a loser. That cannot win. So that should have an X by it. Uh, the the uh, Commander's over seven and a half ain't going to get there. They can only have a maximum of seven wins. And this just in, they're not going to get there either. Uh, and I, like we talked about when you first made these bets, but just the NFC East uh, you know, the the two teams that we knew were going to be below the Cowboys. But, man, this was – both of those bets were a wild ride through this season. Yeah. <laughs> at different points, they looked like almost easy winners and easy losers at the same time. Commanders looked great early. Yeah. Giants have looked good the whole way until recently. Right. We're like, are they really going to make me sweat this? But in the end, you got to expect with the alternate season win totals, the point being you got to expect to win um, and lose some of these. But the wins at plus money make this a great yeah. – proposition um here's a bet i already won i already cashed it and uh, quite frankly if i lost every other bet i'm still on top mm -hmm. 15 to 1 the last team to record the first win this year the carolina panthers and again this is a 
This is a drift from my NFL draft day. Whereas the first NFL draft I ever lost on, I was convinced C.J. Stroud was going to be the first pick in the draft by the Panthers. Why else would they trade up? I got C.J. Stroud at all kinds of plus money. It didn't happen. They drafted Bryce Young. I didn't think Bryce Young was going to be any good. Panthers were the last winless. 15-1 to cashed here behind us at the D at Circa Sports. Uh, Matt LaFleur, Coach of the Year at 15 plus to 1, plus 1561. That ain't going to get there. There was a moment a couple weeks ago where it looked like eh, maybe it had a shot. It's not going to get there. Uh, but that was the theory that if Jordan Love was really good, Matt LaFleur would get the credit. Matt Eberflew's first NFL head coach fired. Boy, that looked good for a minute. Maybe a month of the season. And then, no, nah, because the fly in the ointment was the Bears never fire coaches prematurely or midseason. And Matt Eberflus has done a wonderful job with yeah. the Bears since, so good on him. Then after week one, I made a couple bets. Tyreek Hill to win MVP. I figured if there was a year where a non-quarterback won it, it would be Hill. This is slightly alive. It's on life support. I wouldn't say it's dead completely, but 75. Not dead completely. Not dead completely. Yeah, it's not dead completely. But 75 to 1 is about, I think, what it ought to be. It's like, what, 25 to 1 in the yeah. actual market? Yeah. And then Puka Nakua, Offensive Rookie of the Year, I made it 25 to 1 that same week after week one, after his big start to his NFL season. The only scenario where he could possibly win this, and by the way, he's at 20 to 1 now, so it's not much shorter than it was then is if C.J. Stroud either does not play the rest of the way or plays poorly the rest of the way. He's already had two weeks where he has either not played or played poorly, and we'll see if he plays this week in the National Football League. Uh, these were made later in the season. Brock Purdy to win Offensive Player of the Year. When I when I made the, the Tyreek MVP, this was the related one where I'm like, well, if Tyreek gets the MVP, then they're going to give the Offensive Player of the Year to a quarterback, and I got Purdy at 75-1. to 1. I expect neither of those two to win. And a lot of that is because we had Aaron Schatz, who's one of the 50 actual voters on these awards, say he would never or, or in rare circumstance bet for a non-quarterback. So at that point, I just said, OK, I'm not going to try to. It's not a crusade for me to change the thinking of voters. I just want to win a bet. So Brock Purdy to win MVP, I got it 16 to 1 right at that like, moment. How, how do I not have that ticket or even close to Isn't it? Isn't that like, the worst? It's the worst. Like yeah. I sat here for I don't know how many days, how many weeks, listening to you talk about the bet, listening to Drew Dinsick, listening to all these other smart people talk it up, and, I, and me agreeing the whole time and just never pulling the trigger on a bet, and I'm left out now. That's cool. I also, as uh, I've talked about here, I've got the Niners to beat the Bills in a Super Bowl exact. I've got them to beat the Ravens in a Super Bowl exact. I am convinced that the Niners are winning it all. I am very clear on that. I got the Bills a long time ago at 25 to 1. Since then, the Bills, when they had their swoon, had gotten as high in this exact, and Niners to beat the Bills. 80 to 1 two or three weeks ago. Why did I not play more? It's like, that's the one I have. I'm an idiot. <laughs> what do you have? You have I have the Niners over the Bills at 80 to 1. 80 yeah, to 1. I made that bet. Good for you. I have them at 25 to 1, and I have the Niners to beat the Ravens at uh, at uh, short double digits at 12 to 1. And the last one I made, uh, I came on the show and I said, hey, KC number one seed. This was the beginning of last week. I said, KC number one seed, 10 to 1. It's a great, It's a great bet. This was before the Dolphins lost to the Titans, which I didn't anticipate. I lollygagged. I even told listeners, don't wait, bet it. We didn't have it in town. Yeah. So I end up with Casey to get the number one seed in the AFC at 4-1 to one instead of 10-1. to one. Those are all my bets. So as a collective, the Panthers last winless already having cashed and the Purdy MVP at the right. very least looking good. It's been a spectacular season. Yeah, you're sitting. Yeah, you're sitting pretty. I've got some stuff to sweat out here in these final weeks. That's for sure. All right, preseason futures. 
Uh, we're going to start there. The one that you'll see at the bottom, I did add in season. All the rest of these were made preseason. Jags to win AFC South. Oh, boy, Gil, is that oh. going to be fun here down the stretch? Oh. Uh, Packers, swing and a miss. Uh, kind of like your LaFleur bet, though. We tried. Yeah, we, we tried. tried. We, we had some belief. They, they showed it at times this season. They were a competent team. Um, I think I made the joke when I made the bet, but, yeah, I was the guy who drank the Chargers Kool-Aid this year. I you think, did make the joke. I think everybody yeah. else stayed away. I, uh, for whatever reason, like three years later, was the guy who drank the Kool-Aid this year, and that didn't work We've out. We've all so. had a Chargers year. That's right. See, no X, because they're not technically eliminated yet, Gil. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, Seahawks, yes, to make the playoffs. Yeah, you're Look, back, baby. Looking a lot better after they beat the Eagles. That's for sure. Um, okay, Steelers under nine wins. Look Feeling good you. about that one. Steelers under seven and a half. It's still live, Gil. It's still live at plus two twenty. Uh, Patriots. That one's home under seven and a half. Thank, thank you, Pats, for uh, being so terrible. Um, and then a couple swings, swings and misses at fewest wins. I always love this market. You love this market. I'm not angry at either one of these bets because both these teams have looked absolutely awful at times during the season. Raiders and Titans. They're both going to end up being losers. Um, Titans have a chance, I guess, but unlikely. Uh, C.D. Lamb, that's a Matt Brown tail over on his receiving yards. That's already nice. On. Yeah, cash on that I one. I forgot already. you had that. And then uh, Kevin O'Connell, that's a one I added uh, during the season. And then I have my my growing list of exactas because I don't know if you remember, but I played a bunch preseason oh. thinking there was only so many NFC teams that would really be in the mix. Now, while that's played out, I decided to mix in more Dallas and Philly than uh, I probably should have. So right now, Eagles over Bengals, 52 to 1. 49ers over Bills. That's the one I added in season. Ooh, that's again, a, that's it was only a good one right that there. Was what, that was only a couple weeks ago. Uh -huh. That wasn't even that long ago. And I said it and you didn't did. get it. Yeah, you did. Oh, I'm an idiot. Niners over Bills. Yeah, that one's 80 to 1. Cowboys over Bengals, 90 to 1. Eagles over Chargers, 120 to 1. And Cowboys over Ravens, 200 to 1. So I guess that one still has a little bit of life if the Cowboys can somehow turn things around and make a late season charger. I do plan on adding more exactas, e even if they're not different, maybe to the positions I already have. And by the way, the other alternative to the exactas is exactas is one team to beat another in the Super Bowl. Maybe just the matchup as right. well. Not as sexy of a number. But if you if you are, especially in a year where you're convinced about yeah, one team. I like your thinking, though. Yeah. No, I, no I, I hear what you're saying on the matchup, yeah. but no, I think you just key in different Niners too. ones. I do, too. I think that's what you do. And I'm going to add more Niners keyed with other teams. I got to shop those around. I might end up doing that, too. There's not a lot of options here in town is the problem. Yeah. Anyway, it's a pretty good look at our uh, futures, both pre-flop and during the season. I think we've both done good. Yeah. This NFL so I mean, you're looking great with that. What, well, we've won 15 to 1 and won 16 to 1 pending. We've already both cashed on, on some of these. Coming back on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger 
feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my (laughs) Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. All I want for the holidays this year is some NBA action. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five bucks. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Vegas only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Vegas. The crown is yours. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin live from Bar Canada here at the D. Uh, This gentleman is kind enough to uh, join us for a second consecutive week. I promise at the outset of the show, I said there was more math last week. We'll have just a few numbers this week, but we want to get more into the strategy and what this gentleman thought would have happened this past week in Circus Survivor, what he thinks will happen moving forward, uh, talking about the remaining 10 entries in the $9.267 million Circus Survivor contra, uh, contest. It's our buddy Joe Pita, Wall Street veteran and author, among others, uh, books like Trading Bases. How you doing, Joe? All good, Gil. Let me ask you this. Let's start with, you know, let's start with... Um, what you expected to happen last week that either did or did not happen. And let's start, let's start with, well, before we get that, we, you gave, we gave you a homework assignment, uh, mm-hmm. the Bowtie Cabaret entry, and we asked you, okay, well, what would you have done? How would you have monetized it? How did that go? Yeah, so Bowtie Cabaret, uh, based on the actual picks and not my assumptions. My assumptions were close, but the, the logic was all the same. So Bowtie Cabaret would have dropped uh, $23,200 this week um, on hedging. But, of course, uh, their intrinsic value went up 213000 And the drop, uh, part of that, of course, is paying for getting the other people out. But they were in an inadvantageous position in terms of who they could take. 
Um, and I chose in the scenario, in the homework assignment, I chose Cleveland for them because that was the highest money line favorite that was available to them. But, Gil, talking about strategy, what I didn't want to say was that I really hoped they either took Las Vegas or Cincinnati because that was the smarter play, I thought, from a, not a football handicapping, absolutely no football handicapping in this discussion. Um, I thought it was a better play to get your game playing on an island so that you knew, so that there'd be no slippage when the other games started to uh, play in terms of monetization. Fortunately, that's what uh, BTC did, uh, Bowtie Cabaret. They actually took uh, Cincinnati on uh, Saturday. But I didn't want to get in it. I didn't want to say that on the air because I didn't want to get in anybody's head. Yeah. And then there were two other things I think we're going to talk about from a strategy standpoint. Huge implications on who two people took last week. And I just didn't think, you know, sort of from the poker uh, analogy, like no table talk. One person plays, uh, you know, the, the hand, not everybody, because I thought Spooky Express and Payos had a huge amount in terms of expected value riding on who um, Rodbeck Apples and Circus Master took. And that, I mean, I think we can talk about that, but that to me was the most interesting part of the week. Okay, let's bookmark that. One thing I just want to note about Bowtie Cabaret, you and I have not spoken about this, nor have I with Kelly, but I'm part of this, uh, I'm a very small part, but a part nonetheless of this uh, documentary that they're doing on Circus Survivor. And one of the things that Stephen Shalansky, who's doing it, uh, revealed to me was that Bowtie Cabaret, one of the 10 remaining and the, and the, the entry for which you did the homework assignment, has not hedged one penny. Has is is yeah. is a guy who started the season with one entry. He has just plowed Ooh. forward. He everyone is telling him, you know, you gotta you gotta do something. You know, you gotta monetize it somehow. He watched Bowtie Cabaret live through the Cincinnati game where they were down seventeen to three and had to have the big comeback to win it. And he said to Bowtie Cabaret, the gentleman who uh, is in charge of this, he said, you can't. You can't do this again. You can't live through this again the way that you live this. Because he said he saw his face sort of become ashen. Like, here's all these, you know, the, the, the $9.267 million dream coming to zero. So I just want to let you know that this is the, the, the other thing about this contest that is so amazing. I'm not letting you know, but just to emphasize the point. You've got the poker player who doesn't want to chop. You've got the... The mistake guy in Greg Jones, who is monetizing it behind the scenes beautifully, and then you've got a bowtie cabaret who hasn't hedged a penny, right? Who just is, it doesn't even think about hedging it. So all these strategies you're offering, he hasn't acted on, right? So uh, it's a God bless him. Yeah. Yep. All types. Um, let's get back to that point that we bookmarked. Then, so there were 13 before there were 10 this week. You thought Spooky Express, who, by the way, that's a uh, Mark Goldberg, who got Adam Burke, our own Adam Burke, into this. Um, they were one of the three that got eliminated. They had the Tennessee Titans. The Titans were up 13 to nothing, and we know how that went. You thought they were, in, in the Joe Pita power rankings, you thought they were number one. Why? Well, I would have power ranked them, not in terms of who had the highest chance of getting 20 wins correct, um, but who had the – I my power ranking is – how much would I pay for the entry knowing that I'm going to try to monetize it? And Spooky, to me, was in the best position because Spooky Express, going into last week's and who, what I thought would happen, and it did happen, 
Spooky Express was the only one who had a non-crazy risk chance of being the sole survivor by the end of Christmas. And that, that therefore, gives you, you know, you can monetize multiple six figures extremely easily on Christmas Day. And all Spooky had to do was get to Christmas. And the reason was Spooky was the only one with the San Francisco 49ers left besides Circus Master. And I was pretty sure Circus Master would take San Francisco last week. I would not have if I was Circus Master because now Circus Master could be on that island. But everybody except for two people are now trapped on the Eagles on Christmas Day. Um, Peos is the only one with Kansas City. And uh, Rod Beck Apples can take either Kansas City or Philly. I, I'm sure Peos would like him to take Philly. I'm sure he won't. Because the monetization, I mean, just think of it, Gil, on Christmas Day, there's four events that can happen, right, in between the Kansas City and the Philly game, four different outcomes. Three of them make Peos and, and if Rod Beck uh, Apples takes Kansas City, three of them make, uh, you know, make their net worth much higher. So all you got to do is parlay against the fourth for, you know, two, $250,000, and you're walking away with a bag. Um, you know, it's, it's a great situation. Those people that have the Eagles on Christmas Day, all they can do is sit and hope. Um, and that's why I thought Peos, I was, you know, look, it may be their handicap, football handicappers, right? There's no way I could have passed up a 290, a minus 290 to 310 favorite in the Rams to take uh, what Tennessee, I think, was minus 157 at kickoff um, at Circa. I, you know, all they had to do was get to uh, it was get to uh, Christmas. Um, but that was, to me, the most fascinating thing um, is, you know, what island are you choosing for Christmas Day? Yeah. And this is, of course, we're heading into a week where it's it's, you know, 16A and Christmas being 16B with those with that three game slate acting as its own week or really the 17th and 18th out of 20, if you choose to view it that way. I just want to clarify one point, though, because uh, I'm sure there are some who are confused on this which is what we are trying to say is for Christmas, you are, you said it last time you were on the show, it's a handicapping thing for you for a stretch till Thanksgiving. Then it becomes a, a, a expected value thing for you after that. So what right. you are saying is the people that have, knowing that most people are stuck on quote unquote Eagles Island, even though the Eagles are what, double digit favorites against the New York Giants, are they this week? Even though that's the case from a handicapping standpoint, your brand will be like, oh, I'm on the Eagles, no problem. But what you're saying is to play the game now, the game theory of it, is that the people who have the option to take the Kansas City Chiefs ought to take them and let everybody be on that Eagles island in the event that they all explode. Right. There's only one person who, that's Rod Beck Apples, who has that choice. He's the only one that has an option on Christmas. Circus, Circus Master uh, eschewed that option by taking San Francisco this week. Yeah. And yes, Gil, like from a EV standpoint, if I had San Francisco and Philly left, there is no doubt I would take San Francisco, even though I'm talking about a five-point favorite versus a 10-point favorite, because it is such an easy hedge to monetize um, just by figuring out the parlay. You know, you bet on the Eagles and you bet against, uh, you bet on the Eagles and the Ravens. And that's your insurance um, against something bad happening. And Whereas the people that are that have the Eagles this week, 
All their upside is is just two people being eliminated, right? That's the best outcome for them. Whereas the other two people can walk away, you yeah. know, with four and a half million dollars of uh, intrinsic value. But you recognize, even as you say this, like there's going to be people out there who hear you say that and be like, "Oh, Joe, that sounds great in theory." But if you were actually in this, boy, oh boy, I don't know if you would play it at that way in reality. You would say, Let, "Yeah, here's what I would say, Gil. Um, I rec- here's what I would not do. If everybody had the Eagles, including me, I would not take the Giants." even though that's exactly what I did on Thanksgiving two years ago, because I recognize 200 people left versus nine people left is very, very different. So, yeah, I I hear you. Joe, it's fascinating. This is so it's we don't have skin in the game, so it's it's fascinating to watch. Appreciate your insights as always, man. Thank you. Awesome, guys. Joe Pita at Magic Rat SF. We'll come back. We'll talk some college football with Pete Futak next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Kohler at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build.